Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we have a returning guest who we had on the show nearly two years ago. He's the CEO of a commercial construction company, which happens to be a family business. We're going to share their generational secrets to success, but first we're going to hear from our show sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors and Trustpoint. Trustpoint will design and manage a 401k plan that fits your company's needs. They handle everything from the record keeping and investments to employee education and ongoing administration. And they take on the highest level of fiduciary responsibility to ensure your 401k plan is compliant. You already have plenty to keep you up at night. Your 401k plan should not be one of them. Let their experts help you with a complete plan solution, saving you time to focus on what you do best your business. Visit TrustPointInc.com for more details. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at SunbeltMinnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Hello, everyone. We are here today with John Curry, who is the CEO of Knutson Construction. John, welcome back to Poised for Exit. Thanks, Julie. It's a pleasure to be back. I'm so glad that you are. I'm sure there's so much for us to catch up on. I was just looking back on the records, and it's been just about two years since you were on the show last, which was April of 2021. And at that time, you were the newly appointed CEO of the family business. So I'm sure that there's a lot for us to catch up on. Yeah, there's been... Uh, quite a lot of quite a lot to talk about so a lot of change <laughs> a lot of positive change so yeah for sure well and didn't you guys just celebrate 112 years in business yeah 112 years uh is is remarkable to look we try to remind ourselves of that quite often it's just amazing how how many people have have worked for us over the years and helped build the, the company that that uh that we're in charge of, of taking forward it's, it's it's really remarkable the amount of time it really is. I, I don't know how many generations are there uh, of the Knutsons that are in the business still. Any? Uh, no Knutsons in the business. Okay. Um, okay. I, there, there were several generations prior to my family mm-hmm. um, taking over the business in the in the early '80s, and 
and I'm the third generation of my family. So that's um, right. Okay. Sorry. I forgot about that. So you're the third gen and then there were a few gens before you. Okay. Got it. No, no got problem. It. We decided not to change the, uh, the Knutson name. It's, that's uh, we, right. just, we yeah. wanted to keep it. That is so awesome. So exciting. So since your last interview with us, I guess I'd just like to ask you, I, I know that you're a go-getter and you accomplish a lot and there's been many things I've noticed on LinkedIn that's been going on with your company. Uh, what, what would you say, though, stands out for you as some of your most significant achievements in the last couple of years? Yeah, we, you know, we've been really busy um, as an organization, as a leadership team, trying to uh, really, you know, we're in this transitional period and you know, we've had a lot of transition from when my father ran the business for, you know, a good part of, of 30 years, um, mm -hmm. you know, certainly to my generation, but there's been, you know, sort of a generational shift in, in the company as well. The types of work that we do, um, mm. the, even just the, the industry itself has shifted quite a bit. And so we've spent a lot of time really trying to look out, um, look backward as well. Who are we? What do we do best? Um, and, and how do how do we apply that to the future? This this landscape for us is starting to change much much quicker. Uh, there's just a ton of advances in the way our our work comes together and gets done. Um, we have this mm -hmm. you know top top commitment to delivering a, a great customer experience. And how do, how do we do that um, in the next ten years in this new chapter? And what are the things that we need to be working on now? And so you know as we looked at that, one of the you know one of the main you know biggest changes I think we've made is is looking at our company structure to just ensure that really throughout the company we have the the capability capacity and and the cultural values alignment that we need to deliver uh, successfully to manage the, the risk that, that we're managing our projects but to to deliver the experience and really that that started at the top um, we looked at our leadership structure and wanted to make sure that we had the capacity to to really you know accomplish a, a, a key part of what we feel responsible for at the leadership level which is to continuously develop and execute strategy um, yes. while also running the day-to-day -day business because things pop up and in our world things pop up all the time and Mm -hmm. um, you know, for, for years we, we would, we would make do and with really great people, but we, we would stretch and, and the thing that's, that falls off is, is strategy and, and looking out. And so what we really did deliberately is look at our leadership structure, um, our leadership team and in various positions, but my position included where we, you know, elevated, uh, Brennan Moore to the, the position of president where he has a, you know, primary responsibility of kind of running the day-to-day -day business. And we partner on the the strategy along with the leadership team, um, but it allows me and my you know role as CEO to, to focus on that and and to focus externally as well to to try to build more uh, presence in the in the business community and the local communities. What are the initiatives that we're focused on there to make sure we're we're having the impact and that we're also bringing back to Canutes and you know the things that we learn and, and gain out out in the community and so. Altogether, that's been a big focus for us is, is just ensuring that we're building, you know, just a real people focus. Are we, do we have the team? And, and being honest, do we have the team to, to continue to, to improve ourselves? And do we have the, the team to execute? And just, just constantly asking ourselves that question. 
Well, that's a lot to balance. You know, when when you're thinking about your industry, you're faced with seasons and cycles and technology and, you know, like you said, new ways of doing things and looking ahead while you're focused on the day-to-day and kind of balancing all of that. That's that's a lot on you. Um, and it sounds like you've really assembled some great leaders. I, I noticed that you've got um, some new leaders as of the last several months who have the LEED designation, Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. Um, is, is that a designation that they hold personally, or is that something that you also hold as a company? It's a focus for, for our company. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's part of, it's part of the, uh, you know, the trends of the, of the industry that we need to make sure that we're growing with uh, the, the trends of, of the industry. So, so it's being, you know, certainly being deliberate, but, you know, I think of investments also, you know, to add to that, just positions are, um, strategic VP of, of HR position. You know, we. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It seems like day to day we we just, you know, value value that the people component of our business, but but invested in, in that in that position and that individual's brought a ton of um, of, of great ideas to uh, to our team to, to help be more strategic on the, on the front of our our, our people. So um, yeah, Huge. It's, 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 yeah, it's it's yeah, it's constantly looking at what's the next thing that's going to help propel us forward. Yeah, I think um, it's really smart for you to focus on that HR component because, I mean, let's face it, when I first started consulting 11 or 12 years ago, human resources was kind of one of those things that you had to have as a part of the company, but company owners and leaders weren't necessarily focusing on it. They were focused more on sales and, you know, marketing and HR was kind of in the back seat. But now, HR has really taken a center stage and there's so much more to just your job descriptions and employee handbooks. You have, you know, culture and recruiting and retaining and, um, you know, all of those things that those people are in charge of. And I've been focusing a lot on that particular area uh, of a business um, just in, you know, many of the shows I'm doing and the education that we're providing because I know that that's what business owners are really thinking about and they need, right? It, it it is, and I you know I thought about that, and you know coming on to talk to you and just the work that you do, and and kind of how like you know how how we even got to better clarity on on the importance mm. of the time we spend and the investments we make related to people, and that came from you know a lot of that influence and help came from our advisory board. I'm I'm going back mm. to when we met before, but I kind of walked through our transition and how we really established that advisory mm. board in the first place as part of our leadership transition. And I know you work with a lot of companies on their exit strategy, but there's a lot of transition elements related to that. And it, yes. it's, uh, the, the planning, it really brought us uh, along a journey and the, mm-hmm. the amount that we were able to kind of just leverage external resources and experts like yourself to help us through that process um, was just giant. And it, and it is the, you know, one of the main reasons that we're positioned the way we are today. It's, it's those, those mm-hmm. external, uh, you know, resources that you can lean on and rely on that that shake you out of kind of the, the day-to-day that, that that can get overwhelming at times and, and really help you step back and, and look at what's really important to, to focus on. And you're so right. That really is the role of the outside advisor to have that and bring that perspective and their expertise so that you don't have to try to have all the answers because there's no way that you can. When you're trying to run the business, you really do have to rely 
on that kind of expertise. And um, yeah, when it comes to exit, I have to just say, you know, you use the keyword transition several times. And I really like the word transition because exit is a form of transition. It's not the only transition, right? You've been through a lot of transition in your business, but not necessarily always an exit. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk about your growth goals. What what are your plans for 2023 and beyond? How do you how do you plan to manage the growth? I know we kind of talked about infrastructure, but but let's look ahead and and see what your vision is. Yeah, we um, we're we're trying to uh, develop more focus around what we are passionate about and know we do best. Um, mm-hmm. And that sounds pretty straightforward in in construction it's not always easy it you have to um you have to get new projects there's, there's a pressure uh to grow revenue um yeah but what we really need to what, or what we really are seeking to do is is to challenge our, ourselves on the types of of clients that we work best with the types of work mm-hmm. that that we are excited about passionate about that our history is built on and being more deliberate, more strategic, and more selective. And so things like getting really focused um, in certain market sectors and really trying to develop plans to establish more leadership in those market sectors, to go deeper into those market sectors, to understand what services um, might be missing. What are the gaps that can that can help us deliver a better uh, customer experience? And so we're looking at you know that that developing that plan in terms of what markets are we talking about we don't have all these those answers right now we know the core markets and and what they are today but we're trying to build sort of the proof of concept of of what that looks like from our organizational structure from a strategy standpoint what works really make sure that as we grow i mean the biggest thing is we are seeking growth but we will we don't want to prioritize growth over other key components of, of who we are, which is growth can come can come quickly. Uh, we, we found it at different points in time where suddenly year over year, you, you have a lot more work. Um, you, you've made mm-hmm. this leap and there's just adjustments that really need to be thoughtfully made yeah. at those different levels. We're, we're at mm-hmm. that level right now. And so we're, we're, we're looking at our business and making sure that before we seek to take that next step, that we are appropriately adjusted or acclimated to this new level? Are we delivering, again, are we delivering for our clients? Are we maintaining those commitments? Are we, are we managing the risk, that, the additional risk that we've taken on as a business? Um, and have we maintained our, our culture and our, and our values at, at each step of the way? And so while we seek growth and we're, and we're challenging ourselves to take that next step, um, we're always trying to, as a leadership team, hold each other accountable that we're being honest about whether or not we're ready uh, for, for the next step, too. That's super smart. I think that a lot of times companies can grow too fast. And if you're really not ready, like you were talking about laying the foundation and really improving upon and growing your infrastructure. So, you know, when I say growth, I mean internal and external. And it sounds like your focus right now is more internal growth so that you can really position yourself to be that, you know, going deeper versus wider and delivering that best in class service, whatever that looks like and whatever it is that, you know, your customers are going to come to expect, right? So not only being present in the moment, but also like, well, where do we need to be in a year, three years or five years? It's 
Um, that's a lot, a lot to juggle, right? Yeah, it it, it is, um, and and we're we're learning and, and developing as as we prioritize more of the, of the strategic development and execution. Um, it's it's a journey in and of itself, and and so we're um, growing as a team and 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 constantly trying to keep that that strategy and that progress in front of us, and, and we're trying to be agile too. I mean, we don't. I think I think gone are the days where you just develop this strategic plan for for six months and you etch it in stone and you and you try to just set it and forget it. Um, we're trying to make it a little more fluid, a little more agile. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, we, we don't, we're not, you know, and I back to like, we don't have all the answers um, with right. where we want to go. We know that we um, get passionate about complex projects. We're, we're passionate about these, these markets that, that really are, are kind of helping to make, move the world forward in healthcare and science and technology. And, and we know those spots that, that we do really well. And, um, and we're just trying to, continue to refine that strategy of, of where we're going within those those areas so as we look at the future look at the present um, and look at the past right um, we all have learned a lot of lessons in a lot of different ways over the last couple of years especially maybe you could just speak for a minute about how you dealt with some of the obstacles, especially those that seem to really plague your industry in terms of workforce and supply chain. And, and now, you know, of course, we're dealing with inflation and a possible recession. Uh, maybe speak to that and, and how you're working through that and have worked through it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we have faced those challenges. Um, mm -hmm. We've been, you know, some, of, some have impacted us um, more so than others. But... Mm -hmm. I think largely we're we're really excited about how we were able to to navigate a pretty tricky time. Um, mm -hmm. When I think about, you know, let's just take the the labor shortages. I mean, that is something that that, that we that we have dealt with um, on, on every project that that we do. We've we've dealt with it, and you know, as it relates to our own staff and our own team. But it but it really for us gets back to. Uh, the focus and investment you put on your own people and the relationships that you have. And so when we, when we face those uh, challenges, it is so important for us to be able to rely on our trade partners on our project and to work through those, mm -hmm. those issues. It is so important that we have done the work to set us up um, appropriately with our own staff on projects that, that that we had you know it's it's the work we did two years ago to to invest in training and development and hiring to to position us um to navigate those things and so it might sound like a little bit of a broken record with with people but it, it's what helped and you know from that standpoint and from the kind of the inflation challenges and um just the supply chain challenges that right. that is that has been really tricky to, to navigate when you don't know um, you know, prices are moving around. We're, we're responsible. We feel responsible for committing to our clients what it's going to take um, for, for them to build their next facility. And, mm -hmm. and in such a volatile environment is challenging. But things that have really helped for us, we've, you know, we invested in our processes heavily, especially on the front end of projects. So we, we talk about, we call them pre-construction. So the, that phase before you really start building the building, but just the, the technology systems and people, how those converge to be really collaborative and um, mm -hmm. deliver deliver really good information timely 
um, helped us navigate those things, catch things, you know, identify risks well well before mm-hmm. they happened, you know, get certain equipment order, those, those types of things. And so, um, but again, back to, back to people. The reason we were positioned w- w- to, to navigate that was because of the investments we made with people in those functions on our team um, and, and in the relationships that, that we had to help help us navigate through that. Well, and I know by experience in working with companies that are in this similar or the same industry as yours, um, just that whole pre-construction process is so huge, right? Um, Like you said, staying in communication, making sure that you stay collaborative um, and that, you know, efficiencies are built in because things can fall through the cracks. You can lose time, you can lose money, um, and then you know, maybe even lose a relationship, which no one can afford. So I'm glad to hear that you're really focused on that. That's awesome. You know, one thing that I find that kind of be, it's kind of difficult sometimes with some companies because many companies are really operationally focused. And, you know, I'm from the school that says all organizations are sales organizations, regardless of their industry, regardless of their size. How do you balance the two between being operationally efficient and constantly having the pulse on that and how can you you know build out capacity and and capabilities like you were talking about and at the same time have your eye on the ball when it comes to opportunities and growing top line revenue it's it's funny we were we were just we had a leadership team meeting this morning and talking about this because you know we were reviewing our you know, our kind of our strategic priorities, are they the right ones? Have we learned anything with, with how the, you know, the external environment is, is changing? Um, and, and we talked about how we got to where we are. How did we achieve the growth that, that we have? And it was a big shift that we made. It's just what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, related. We, we are all in charge of, of helping to, to grow the business. And yeah. even if, I'm someone who um, is primarily day-to-day responsible of of operations or, or executing on a job site. It's it is the reason that we've been able to achieve growth, and it's delivering that experience and building that trust and that that relationship because it it can it can last. Um, and I think that's one thing that we want to make sure um, to remind our, our ourselves is that you know we cannot we can have the we can have the greatest strategy in the world um we can make great decisions but if we're not delivering we're, we're not going to be able to achieve our our, our growth goals and right. and for us you know there absolutely is a, a sales and business development aspect of of our of our business but we find that we are much much better positioned for those growth opportunities when we have a resume and referrals and relationships that people call and say, yeah, um, we love working with Canutes and I, I couldn't recommend them more. I mean, that is, that's as good of a, a sales strategy as any. And so that's what we remain really focused on is just our, our team and the, the experience that we're delivering. Yeah, I think um, you hit the nail on the head really because it's that experience that you've built um, and getting the word out on that can really help with bringing in new projects that you maybe wouldn't have had the opportunity to do otherwise but you know let's just face it buyers across the board regardless of what they're buying (laughs) you know are looking for that best in class experience and they're looking for 
um, you know, what do others have to say about this company? Because I might have to base my decision more on that than on, you know, what their price is or where they are located geographically and so on. At least that's what I'm experiencing. So what you're talking about then is that people are helping to drive the growth versus just simply supporting the growth. Absolutely. And that, 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 mm -hmm. that was the, the change in mindset. Um, it was mm -hmm. somewhat, somewhat yeah, of a that. change in just how we ask people to frame, frame it is that, you know, mm -hmm. we, um, we don't hire someone or we don't, you know, promote someone or, or add someone to the team to support a, a new project, but, but we do so to, to try to, to try to support that next project, um, to help us, to help us get the next project because people bring relationships, mm -hmm. they bring expertise and, and all of that helps to drive growth. Yeah, for sure. It reminds me of um, an annual focus of one of my clients recently and the annual focus for everyone on the team, regardless of their position, whether they were inter internal in the office or out in the field was everyone impacts sales. And that was the theme for the entire year. Um, and it really does, like if you talk about it and it's in your internal messaging, people re really do understand and own the fact that they do have a part in that. It isn't, you know, just the people that are out there knocking on doors and handing out business cards. It's, it's pretty much everybody. So I'm really glad to hear that you're doing that. It's super smart. It really sets you up for good growth and healthy growth. Um, so I just got one more question before we wrap up here, John. Your your business has been around for such a long time, as we talked about before, and you really have emulated what it means to be a successful family-run business and family-owned business. So I would like to just um, ask you if you have a couple of tips that maybe you could share with our, our, our business owners out there, especially the ones who own the family business, um, that, you know, they're wondering, okay, well, how do I maintain the legacy what can i do now to ensure that this transition or this succession plan that we're setting up is actually going to be successful because i know that's on the minds of a lot of owners right now yeah it's it's a great question um i by no means can call myself an expert in it but i can offer you know my experience and, and perspective um we touched on it a little bit earlier and for us it, it has been to be humble and and vulnerable when we don't have all the answers and and sometimes the things that have made you successful as as a as a business or as a a business owner um may not be the same skills to help transition a business or exit a business or set it up. For, and, and so we've relied, we've learned to rely really heavily on, on external advisors and built a, a network of relationships mm -hmm. um, that we can rely on that have been through it. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's a really, it's a really silly metaphor and I'm almost embarrassed to even share it, but I think about when I was a kid and you would, you know, you, played a lot of video games and it was always impossible to like beat the, the final level. You know, you had to do it 20 <laughs> times before you figured it out. But if you yeah. did it once and you just go back and play it, you could do it every time. And I think that you have to really learn from people that have been through it um, because it, it can be simplified. Um, it, but it, they challenge you. I mean, that's the thing is that's why you have to be humble and, and vulnerable is that sometimes mm -hmm. you develop these habits and ruts that, you have to be shaken out of. And, and I would, I would say that 
um, some of the best advisors that, that we've had along this journey have really, really been assertive and not afraid to, to tell us when we're, we're not going in the right direction, that you have to get uncomfortable sometimes yeah. to, to do something different. Um, and it is, on, it, you know, I, I know for my, my own father, who was part of the business, there have been some really uncomfortable steps, but mm-hmm. I also know today he's extremely grateful that we've taken those, those steps. Um, and the only thing I'd say to wrap up is we're still learning. So um, we have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a, a ton that we still don't know and to figure out, but um, we're grateful for the help that we've received. Yeah, I think just um, like you said, listening to the expertise of the people that are around you, because that's what you pay them for, um, whether you like what comes out of their mouth or not. Um, you know, they would be remiss if they didn't share that kind of advice, right? Um, I don't always have yeah. to deliver great advice either, but I mean, I deliver great advice, but it's not always favorable, right? This isn't something that they Correct. really want to hear, but um, but that's what they pay us for. So, uh, and if we're going to really take a stand uh, in our relationship with our business owner clients, then it's just, it's paramount that we do that, especially today. It's just, it's tough. So anyway, John, it has been such a pleasure and an honor having you on the show again. I so appreciate you being here. We will definitely um, be tagging you in social media and make sure that we have your contact information, the website, you know, uh, tagged in the show notes for people to get a hold of you. And for our listeners, please share this with your favorite business owner clients and friends and colleagues. We so appreciate you listening and sharing and for your reviews. Please join us again next time.